Crisis Podcast. Change is the new constant. We used to experience disruptions followed by periods of stability, but now the change is increasingly perpetual, pervasive, and exponential. Leading during a time of transition has become the norm as technology, globalization, and new competition disrupt established business models. So how leaders around the world are leading through a time of transition this is your host, Swami Sri Parambadur, and you're listening to Leadership in Crisis. And we have invited two very, very special guests and my good friends, Mark Johnson and Windy Keene. Let me just give a brief introduction about both of them. Mark is a Southwest Ohio Regional Vice President and Strategic Data Management and Analytics Executive Leader at Fusion Alliance. Mr. Johnson's distinguished career spans more than 40 years in the IT industry with a deep concentration in data management and analytics over the most recent 24 years. At Fusion Alliance, Mr. Johnson is responsible leading Fusion's engagement with major clients to accelerate data-driven digital transformation. In addition, Mr. Johnson serves as editorial board chair for the Chief Data Officer magazine, CDO Magazine.tech, and also as a co-chair, MIT CDO IQ Symposium program. Now coming back to Windy Keen, she is the founder and managing director of S2E Transformation, helping organizations bridge the gap between strategy and execution. She has extensive experience in enterprise transformation and planning. And she is also a passionate advocate for using business architecture to enable effective strategy, execution, and digital transformation. Windy is a long-time business architecture practitioner, educator, author, recognized global thought leader, and community builder, with extensive experience applying the discipline at leading Fortune 500 and global enterprises, governmental and nonprofit organizations, and a range of entrepreneurs, social enterprises, and cross-sector initiatives. She is the founder of Wish Architect Art Mastery, a dedicated online platform and community that helps professionals master the art and science of business architecture. She's also a fellow with the Institute for Digital Transformation, co-founder at Business Architecture Associates, senior consultant for Qatar Consortium, and co-founder, vice president, and academic chair of the Business Architecture Guild. Mindy is the author of the book, Strategy to Reality, being published in 2022. Soon we'll be telling you when it is going to be publishing. Mark and Windy, welcome to Leadership in Crisis. Thank you so much, uh, Shwami, for having us today. It is a pleasure and honor and really looking forward to this conversation. So thank you. Yes. I really appreciate for both of you taking time uh, with your busy schedule. I know, Windy, you just uh, traveled from Europe to U.S. and uh, giving your valuable time to me and my global listeners spread across the multiple industries. So just want to start with you, Mark, you know, what do you think 
are some of the greatest forces that leaders need to focus on and lead their organizations and teams through during this time of transition. Well, you know, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has forced digital transformation to the top of every organizational agenda as really the number one survival strategy. You know, whether you're the YMCA or a regional restaurant chain, uh, an energy company, a bank, a retail organization, or an automobile manufacturer, survival today necessitates rapid creation and successful execution of strategies to digitally transform. You know, and we've, we've, we've seen, you know, the last two years really sort of color the world by COVID. And, and I think we're all been looking forward to coming out of the COVID pandemic into some sense of a new normal, but a bit of a return at some level to the way things used to be. And, and but now we're faced with another unprecedented event, uh, you know, the destabilization of the global you know, economic and, um, and the collaboration platform, you know, with this war going on in Ukraine now, right now. So there really is a lot of change that leaders have to figure out how to navigate through and lead their teams through and, and really, uh, you know, work from an agile perspective on their strategy. You know, on top of that, harnessing the power of data and technology to deliver new value. So really what I would consider the strategic use of technology, really reinventing the business model to drive safer and more convenient ways for collaboration and for commerce and business and trade to take shape, uh, to, to, to see the expression of things like, um, you know, uh, electronic vehicle or electric vehicles, you know, becoming mainstream as well as sort of increasing operational effectiveness, efficiency, and agility just opens the door to a, an onslaught of change for the human factor within organizational leadership. And that's really why we're excited to have this conversation today. Wendy, what would you add to that? Yeah, well, I agree. The watchword here is change. Most definitely the volume and pace of change that organizations need to deal with. I also think that creating seamless experiences for customers, employees, and partners is critical. And organizations having the ability to work together to deliver value in new ways across their organizational boundaries. And I think in terms of how organizations operate, it's effectiveness, most certainly, but also new demands for transparency and operating in ethical and sustainable ways as well. And other word. There's one other word I would throw into this opening, and that's the word disruption. So many industries are being disrupted. Uh, and uh, how do you manage through and lead strategically through periods of, you know, recursive, repetitive disruption uh, is really important. So I'll just throw that in there as well. And identify opportunities to leverage it. <laughs> That's true. I mean, disruption is almost become like a Bible because if you think about it, people completely forgot about the word taxi. Nobody calls taxi. They just call Uber. Even though there are many different companies, they say, hey, are you going via Uber? It could be a Lyft. It could be Ola. It could be anything in either company. But Uber has become almost a new norm for the replacing the taxi. And as you both rightly said, we are all thinking how best we can be ready ourselves as a leader. And we are going through this the pandemic and we thought okay we are having a little bit sigh of relief and things are started moving and everything is feeling very comfortable suddenly we are hearing about the war and so much again unexpected things coming so as you mark rightly said change is overnight and people have to really do and as Wendy you said you know it has to be experienced seamlessly to all these stakeholders so it is really very important and i appreciate for that but adding on to that what are the greatest challenges 
that you see leaders face as they lead organizations through digital transformation? Well, that's a good question. And, you know, I, I thought I had a pretty good handle on the answer. Wendy and I have talked about this quite a bit. Uh, but, you know, just overnight, you know, the war in Ukraine has really shifted the, the stage once again and, and forced us to, you know, go back and think about it. Now, something I found that's really interesting, if you look at what's happening in the, in the theater over, or over in Europe, um, even though all this bombing is going on, we see data and insights pouring out you know, from the front lines, you yep. know, we see uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter and YouTube videos, all this social content that's coming out. And it's not just streaming out to give us information about what's going on there. Uh, it's also streaming into a lot of AI and ML algorithms to better understand, you know, the impacts of war on a population and, um, and how do you um, help a population survive. So. You know, I think data, AI, and talent really are core to the success when it comes to strategy um, in leveraging data and analytics to drive insight. And really, the most important ingredient there uh, is people. You know, in the emerging world order, these elements are driving fundamental changes to the architecture of business. And I think Wendy has just done so much work in this area of linking change and innovation and strategy to the fundamental architecture of how a business is put together and executes efficiently, navigating this sort of uh, a torrential downpour, if you will, of change that's coming. So in this world of data-fueled insights that enable intelligent automation, the competencies around how people adopt methods and techniques to really take a strategic plan that may have to pivot quickly uh, uh, are really, really important. Wendy? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Organizations need the ability to do change well, right? And, um, you know, it's it's one thing to have a brilliant strategy and, and changes that need to be made, but, um, but it's another idea to get it into action as quickly as it needs to happen, as effectively as it needs to happen. You know, you can have the smartest strategy, your business model, but if you can't actually get it to market uh, when you need to, it, it kind of doesn't matter. And, and we see organizations worldwide of every, you know, size and sector quite challenged by this idea to action. I know, I think uh, you nailed it, uh, Wendy, in terms of action. So just to, can you elaborate a little bit on that, you know, what sort of strategic execution challenges you see in the organization and why do you think they occur? Because the action is important, but how do you act on it and what are the challenges to act on it? Absolutely. And, and you know, interestingly enough, statistics abound, right? It's, um, there's so many. Two-thirds of HR and IT organizations develop plans that don't align with the organization's strategies. Or 95% of most organizations' employees are unaware or, you know, unable to execute upon a strategy, right, or unclear on what it is. It's like we have... Um, it's like sort of we're walking with this little rock in our shoe and we've become so used to bad strategy execution that we kind of don't even know it's there. And, and I think part of why this, is, this happens is there's a big gap between strategy and big ideas, which are sometimes articulated at, at a high level, sometimes vague, I might argue, and then taking the actions to make them real and you know even navigating organization structure across different leaders oftentimes the um, you know the response to that are, are developed in siloed initiatives 
And so we see things like building the same solution multiple different times or you know, creating fragmented experiences. And of course, the more we build, the more we have to change again later, which makes us you know, slower to change uh, and, and reduces our time to market. So I think that the root cause is that most organizations don't treat strategy execution as a core capability or as an important function like they would with sales or marketing or product development or innovation or things like that. And, and what it really requires is, you know, the strategy execution muscle to be built where teams are able to work together from end to end to get idea to action. And you have an accountability across all of that and visibility and traceability so that if a strategy changes, which we know they do, as Mark has laid a very good foundation for, that you can quickly, you know, pivot. And so underlying this, um, I'll, I'll share a couple thoughts and Mark would love to hear yours as well. I think, I, th I think the root of these issues is actually a little bit of the human condition. You know, I think we, 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 we maybe work in silos, maybe that's a little bit natural, or you know, maybe we're not taught systems thinking as, as we're growing up. Um, but in higher education, we see um, some gaps in, in strategy execution in the business curriculum. Um, in fact, the MBA Roundtable and Business Architecture Guild just released some research that indicates strategy execution is not taught comprehensively enough or specific enough. So it's not necessarily equipping the leaders of today with specific approaches and methods to do that. The other thing is, a lacking business architecture, a formalized business architecture in an organization, which is a blueprint of what an organization does at a very high level, just like you'd have for your house. And, you know, just as you probably wouldn't build your dream house without a blueprint or add an addition without consulting that blueprint, right, or a structural engineer, organizations do the equivalent of that with strategies and transformation. So the architecture gives them, here's where we are, here's where we're going tomorrow, and here's how we're going to get there. I love that. I love that that metaphor because it, it's so true uh, and the compression of time out of the opportunity window to execute strategy given the age we live in today makes it all that much more important to have that blueprint and to understand that blueprint as a reference point so that as you begin to introduce change across the lanes of the organization to adopt a new strategy uh, people have a context for what portions are changing and what portions are not changing. I think that's really powerful. Um, the other thing, Wendy, that occurs to me, you know, based on what you were sharing, is this, this sort of whole idea, you know, we were talking about this, um, of the human factor in the success equation of the organization. And uh, Swami maybe didn't mention this in the introduction, but sort of my passion on the other side of me professionally is um, is life transformation through goal achievement. Now, you, you, so I teach I teach individuals how to set and achieve goals, which really is an important skill set for the organization, for the individuals within the organization. So once a new strategy has been um, shaped, uh, and if we're going to execute and get across that finish line, then everyone who is in that synchronized swim 
really needs to be clear about the objective, the goal, and the date on the calendar by which that goal needs to be accomplished. And then they've got to change the way they think internally in order to rally the resources on their component parts of that organizational team or system, right, to execute in lockstep to deliver that successful transformation. And that skill set is sorely missing. It's not taught in business schools. It's not taught, you, it's just not taught in many, in many contexts. So, you know, today we see challenges where we know the customer wants it all and they want it now delivered. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, at two of my, uh, two of my largest accounts in Cincinnati, uh, the Kroger Corporation, very large, you know, multi, uh, you know, a, a multinational a grocery store chain, 130 billion in revenue, and uh, total quality logistics, a delivery company uh, in the freight business, um, have both realized that, you know, their businesses have had to change dramatically as a result of the conditions of the economy and the world. And yet both organizations have had record growth um, through their ability uh, to marshal their leaders to get on board with the new strategic direction quickly and to remove roadblocks and to execute in a synchronized way. Uh, TQL, for example, uh, doubled its revenue from 2000, uh, from 21, or from 20 to 21. They grew from four to eight billion in revenue. Wow. How does an organization execute on a strategy when, it when the market completely flips, they operate in the shipper market and the carrier market and they broker transportation. They don't run any fleets. Um, but, but in the beginning, kind of coming into the pandemic, they were in a loose uh, shipper market, a loose carrier market and a tight shipper market. But when the pandemic hit, the Chips. thing completely flipped to a tight shipper, a tight carrier market and a loose shipper market. So more shippers looking for carriers than there were carriers available to ship goods. Wow. And, you know, Kroger likewise had to pivot from uh, uh, customers coming to the store to purchase groceries to customers shopping online through ClickList and expecting those groceries to be picked up at the curb or even more importantly, delivered to the home and even more time compressed, delivered to the home in four hours. Wow. So, so how do you flip your business model completely to accommodate that kind of transformation really comes down to the agility of your leadership um, to get a, to embrace that new strategy, the, the tactics and techniques that need to change in their behavior to execute in the bridge to reality. And this is really where you have done so much work to provide tools and insights, Wendy, um, for these leadership teams to um, embrace in that, in that context. It, it is so awesome to hear, you know, the big conglomerates, the leadership is the critical piece, like, you know, if they are not really agility, showing their agility and flipping the models overnight and thinking, you know, almost like thinking of the feet, you know, thinking out of the box, uh, so fast, accurately and execute, because not only thinking, but you need to have a plan, you need to have architecture and you need to execute. So. And again, Mark, you know, you are always a data-driven guy. That's why I always like you to listen your, you know, the numbers. So in that, you know, how does this effective strategy execution become so critical for our organization today? And what are the other business cases you can share to give more uh, realistic examples? And thanks for those, um, uh, you know, examples what you gave previously about the Kroger and the TCQ. 
Yeah, you know, I think when I think about what we do as a company, what we do at Fusion, what, what our goal and objective is at Chief Data Officer Magazine, it's to inform and enlighten the C-suite, um, right in the crosshairs of what Wendy's so passionate about, which is not just crafting your strategy, but figuring out how to bridge it to your reality. And I, you know, one of the companies that I think is doing a fantastic job out there in the world, not my client, but it's Ford Motor Company. Now, you know, Ford has gone very clear. They've gotten very clear that they're all in on electric vehicles and, and they've invested, they plan to invest over $20 billion in transformation, but already they've invested 11 billion in building the infrastructure from uh, producing plants that power uh, their ability to build electric vehicles. And, you know, they expect 40 to 50% of their global vehicle volume to be electric vehicles by the year 2030. Wow. That, that's, that's eight years from now. Okay, that is massive, massive transformation required, right? And when you think about an electric vehicle, an electric vehicle is all about being a connected vehicle. It's all about being a data center with, you know, with petabytes of data coming off of one vehicle. All the sensors that are required, all of the, you know, remote connectivity that is in that vehicle. So not only is Ford changing the nature, the power structure, and the configuration of their fleet, at the same time, they're transforming their business to a complete dependence on digital and data-driven insights to engage their customers who can even buy those electric vehicles from their cell phone, have them configured and delivered and show up on the truck. These transformations are massive. And they won't be, that's a big bet when you yep. say, when, it's a big bet. So really getting clear about how the team has to think, execute, and operate differently in order to land that double axle. You know, when it's time for that, uh, you know, shareholder uh, experience to be realized on the other side of this big bet is, is really key. I, I, I think that data and analytics now uh, have introduced this uh, the real center stage sort of encroachment into the C-suite of the chief data and analytics officer who really now has a very important seat at the table and voice to overall strategy execution. And, and this is kind of where I'm oriented to figure out how do we inform the, um, the, uh, the contextual players at the C-suite of the train the changes in their thinking to embrace the leadership and wisdom and insight of this new player in the c-suite never been there before yep. that's true that's true so Wendy, you want to comment anything on that no i just think back to the the point we were saying mark you were sharing about right in swami flipping the model right yep. i think um <clears throat> there's a there's a compelling reason why organizations just people in them obviously need to switch to a very componentized way of thinking of almost sort of thinking about the Lego blocks that we that we perform as a business, the capabilities we perform that can be configured, reconfigured, exchanged with other players in the ecosystem. Mark, I think about what you are outlining there with Ford and that's a whole ecosystem of companies that have to be able to interact and talk and exchange, let alone the data behind it. So I think that's another big driver uh, as well here. I know, I know. I'm, I'm glad you spoke about Ford because I'm a very big Ford fan and I have a Mustang. And now my friend is so passionate about the Mustang and when we want to buy, suddenly we said Mustang is coming in an electric vehicle, which is a Mac e 
right. it is and rated even higher than tesla in the recent 2022 automobile um, magazine review so ford is really going and as you said windy it is not just ford company going through that transfer but it is the complete ecosystem because the entire suppliers the way how they are coming up and uh, supporting their mission their transition it requires a lot of things so that brings me a new question to you windy you know what steps can leaders to take to build this strategy even in ford you know what are the strategies and what are the steps they have to build this strategy execution to the capacity what they are thinking especially you know mark mentioned by 2030 it's 50% of the global vehicles to electric vehicles it's a, it's a phenomenal undertaking but then how do you do that so please uh, share your thoughts just say really before you answer that let me just add one point of clarification okay 12-31-2030, that's a specific date on the calendar. And Ford has put it out there. They have said 40 to 50% of our fleet by that date will be EV. And but all of the transformation that's necessary for that to materialize is yet to be figured out, right? They're on the journey. But as Wendy speaks into the things that are going to start to happen, the dominoes that have to start to fall, This is where your question is so powerful. So I'll give it back to you, Wendy. Indeed, well, it starts with clear intent, doesn't it? Yeah. Which Mark, I know, I know you appreciate it. It starts with that vision and intention. Sure. Although it's so so what's interesting is, you know, Swami, I appreciate your question. So I'm going to say, you know, how how does how does an organization build this strategy execution muscle? And of course, we're certainly not going to pause all the transformation that we're doing. So it's we're delivering transformation and we may be using that as, you know, a use case as a way to sort of be building our strategy execution muscle as we go but but it does start with um with le- leader leaders right saying we actually need to get good at strategy execution because it's competitive advantage or it's survival right i think it's it's arguably competitive advantage now arguably survival in the future just right with the pace of change um but and so so what does that vision really look like in, in being able to paint that for people where you can get an idea from end to end i mean it's it's again it it, it sounds obvious but our organizations don't do it they're very fragmented but we develop strategy we understand the impacts of those change we architect those change across people process technology we plan initiatives in a way that they're cohesive you know prioritizing the bigger picture we execute solutions and we measure success and hopefully are aligned uh with with what it is we set up to um you know i think some key hallmarks are not just that cohesiveness but also the accountability in end to end you know not just did i get that thing done on time but was it really what we said and was it really the right thing um and so um you know with the vision in place organizations can uh if there's the political will and and you know backing behind it they can start reengineering this across the organization or it can start in one part of the business that is ready to follow it through end to end or oftentimes we'll see people start step by step they may start with translating a strategy you know into initiatives and trying to do it in a little bit different way or they may focus on the investment portfolio and taking an enterprise view on that but the the real key is to shift from um delivering siloed initiatives to building capabilities for the organization right that is that is a, a really big shift there 
And of course, to, to underpin this, there's one more step, which is to create a business architecture knowledge base, which gives us the, um, the golden thread in the way to actually connect strategies to goals, to objectives, to courses of action, to value streams, to capabilities, to the people process technology involved, to the initiatives. And as I mentioned earlier, to replan when we need to pivot, because of course that happens. Okay. Anything you want to add, Mark, on top of it? I know that that was elegant. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I, I can't. I don't want to mess with that. I just, just want people to resonate in it, marinate in that, because she's so correct. I know, I know, I know. By talking to you guys, I know the time is just flying. Just uh, uh, you know, but I just want to end with one loaded question to both of you. You know, while we are thinking about the vision, while we are architecting, while you have already given the competence, uh, one leader must have to drive the entire organization to the vision to reality, right? The reality is very critical. So what are the uh, competencies and the acumen do leaders need to be able to navigate digital transformation and build their organization's capacity for strategic execution? So can just give us a closing remarks to this one? I'll, let me jump in there first and I'll let you bring us home, Wendy. I'm gonna make it really simple. There are three really great resources out there that I think individuals need to purchase and consume. Uh, three books, uh, well, two books and then uh, an institute that people should check out. The first book is What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Hemsetter, PhD. The internal self-conversation for every person who has to lead an organization through the kind of change that we're living through now has to change. So um, that's a great book to read, uh, published in 1982. And it's been one of my favorites ever since because I think about what I say when I talk to myself, when I hear strategy, when I hear an ask, what is my conversation? How am I reinforcing the behaviors in myself that need to change to go along with that program? The second one is Managing Transitions by a gentleman uh, by the name of William Bridges. Managing Transitions, it's really leading from the way things used to be to the way things are going to be, getting through that fallow middle ground of how we build temporary structures in order to navigate that. So managing transitions is a great, another resource. And then the Human Change Management Institute, we could talk about change management all day long, but if you just go to the Human Change Management Institute, which is hucmi.com, hucmi.com, there's some great resources out there that help individuals and teams learn how to adopt change and change starts with the individual. Wendy, I'm gonna give it over to you to bring us home. Awesome. Um, I've already talked about architectural thinking, componentized thinking, that's, a, that's a, a big one to develop. Also an important competency around being able to not just understand technology, but find ways to leverage it strategically, right? It's not just automation. This is now a, a game changer. So being able to see those opportunities, but again, Mark, just to really riff off what you already said and the ability to manage and care deeply about the human and the human change. And, and I'll, I'll say it even broader. I think 
as all of us, no matter what type of organization we're in, including for-profit organizations, we all have to be thinking about the stakeholders. And those are customers, those are employees, those are shareholders, those are the environment, those are, you know, those are all of us because the transformations that we do are not only impacting the people in the companies, um, you know, that, that we work with, but they are shaping the very societies and world that we and future generations will live in. So always just that 360 degree view of, of stakeholders and, and deep consideration for, for our impacts and transformations to them. Wow, I, I wonderfully, uh, you know, uh, enjoy your conversation so fully, the 360 degrees view and uh, Mark, so thank you for giving uh, the references, you know, we are talking about all these things, but I like uh, the first one, what you said, you know, change yourself, talk to yourself and see, you know, that is very important. Uh, but before we end, uh, I know your book is coming was strategic to reality in 2022, Hindi. So congratulations to you for making that happen. So anything you want to give a little bit about when it is going to happen, any gist you want to share, and then we can end the call. You bet. And, and thank you so much. Um, and thank you so much for, um, for, for your support on it. Um, I'm really excited. It's a bit of a life's work for me. So I'm just so excited to share it with people. The book, as you said, is called Strategy to Reality. Um, it's available for pre-order now on just about any site. Um, it will launch in softcover on 20 September 2022. The ebook will be launched before that. And um, in a few days, there'll be a website called Strategy into Reality dot com where you can learn more excellent excellent awesome. so much and uh, mark i know you have been an accomplished leader and a coach and uh, my mentor and always uh, looking young and dynamic with the charismatic smile on your face so any closing thoughts well i i would just say that uh most organizations the one i am a leader in included and in, i've been the ceo twice in two other organizations today really have to be focused on survival and that means transformation, transform or die. And, uh, you know, we can just look back to the steamship, you know, industry back in the late 1800s coming into the early 1900s for international travel. They didn't realize the business they were in or the need to adopt new technologies and the airline industry put them out of business and they didn't become airline carriers. They died. So, you know, if, if we're not able to change, if we're not able to come up with a new strategy, and figure out the tools and techniques necessary to execute that to the finish line, the organization is really in peril today. And more, no more so now than, than uh, ever before in history. So I think the time is now. And Wendy, I applaud you for getting this knowledge uh, out, out in the book, and I'm looking forward to uh, consuming it in its entirety. Oh, awesome, you know. The time is now because we all know when we were growing up, blackbuster videos, they're gone. Now it is all Netflix, even if we say, what is all about when we talk to the kids? So the time is now, change is constant. And as a leader, we need to be on the rhythmic approach of building this architecture and thinking 360 degree view. So, so nice of you both for joining uh, on this podcast and giving uh, a enormous, you know, enormous uh, wealth of knowledge, sharing with your experiences. And uh, Mark is always loving with giving the data inputs and Windy, you are giving a, a beautiful information in a step-by-step -step architecture view. So thank you both of you for joining and enlightening uh, in this journey of digital transformation to all the leaders across the globe. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for having us. Oh, Thank you.